0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick Ass River Gaming podcast, where I am holding the Pardo and I'm here with Chad Michael Innes. Episode 75, Chad. Is 75, 75 is episodes. That a, is
1: that a quarter quell? It's been a while since a I've read Hunger, Hunger Games. Yeah, don't they? The quarter quell! It's like every 25 years they have like the big special Hunger Games and. Oh. Like previous hunger games people had to come back i've read the again. first
0: hunger games book but i don't remember that phrase at all but i also read well, it's it because i don't ago. think
1: they introduced that until the second book whenever katniss
0: had to go back we have oh, to go back that, to the
1: island jack
0: <laughs> <laughs> well although it's new and exciting to be episode 75 we
1: kind of have a what, hold on hold on what what podcast like what do we do what is it? is this a beauty podcast it's a video game podcast. Oh, uh, video- I, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. I called us the Kick-Ass Reverend Video Game Podcast, Did you- didn't I? Hold on. I don't know. I was thinking about the quarter quell. Oh, Chad. I was trying to say that we're going to talk about this whole crossplay feud continuing on into this week as our cold open.
1: Oh, yes. Shuhei Yoshida was no, interviewed by not the not Shuhei Shushida. It's another guy with the last name Yoshida, you racist. No, it's like huh? Makachiti Yoshida. Uh, okay. Sony CEO Kenny Chiro Yoshida, you racist fuck. Although oh, I might be racist Ooh. for
0: calling him Makushiti. <laughs> <laughs> I just have my note here. It just says Yoshida, and I, the first Yoshida I thought of was Shuhei Yoshida. So, um, Yoshida was interviewed by the Independent. Um, this is. Independently independent of the article is from The Verge. He said, On cross-platform, our way of thinking is always that PlayStation is the best place to play. Fortnite, I believe, um, partnered with PlayStation 4, is the best experience for users. That's our belief. But actually, we already opened some games as, cross, as cross-platform with PC and some others, so we decided based on what is best for the user experience, that is our way of thinking for um, cross-platform. What does that even mean? What are you saying, Yoshida? <laughs> um... He's. It's basically just we're not going to budge because we think we're awesome. It's
1: just rambling on another. Like they spent two months coming up with this other bullshit excuse.
0: That's not it's even really not even well. any different. I think he's just since he's new as the CEO, he's just wanted to reiterate that he still believes that and that's still the message going forward for the company.
1: That's so In terms stupid. Of cross
0: play, I think he's saying is that we support crossplay as long as Xbox or um, um, as long as PlayStation is the only console you have for the home. We'll support crossplay with you know iOS, Android, and PC. That's so just stupid. Not they think Nintendo really and that Microsoft.
1: gaming on uh, Samsung Galaxy S five is is a good enough <laughs> performance, but on Switch and Xbox is not. Dude, you dumb, stupid bitch! Stop <laughs> inhaling your water
0: water has been down the wrong pipe this is pipe the third time down. tonight Holden you
1: have so much to live for
0: there's a hotline <coughs> holy crap you okay? <laughs> you need to talk for a little bit cause I
1: need okay to... I'm gonna talk for a yeah, little bit here we go ready? <laughs> Oh, what a stupid podcast we have. (laughs) Holy crap. You're dying on the
0: other end, and I'm just pouring a glass of water. No, I've never (laughs) felt – I felt it go down. It was a little tiny amount of water, but, man, it did damage. (laughs) All right. So after Yoshida said that, Mike, I think it's just Bara is his last name. But it's spelled I think it was Mike YB. B- was that Ibarra? I think so. Just Ibarra. That makes sense, too. Um, YBARRA. <clears throat> He's on the engineering side of Microsoft. He's the corporate vice president of Xbox and Microsoft, um, or one of the corporate vice presidents, I should say. He responded on Twitter. He looked to that, actually, the same Verge article we talked about. And he said, Still listening to gamers. Still sorry, isn't. still isn't, isn't listening to gamers. All games should be cross play and progression with the right input, flexibility, and gamer options arrow sony boss dismisses fortnite crossplay controversy the verge is what he's linked to someone else responded back to him and said well he's wrong but you can really blame him as far as a business um, standpoint they've been beating xbox for years now and then mike responded back saying we run windows and consoles larger gaming audience who wants to play together gaming is diverse if you're only serving to bring joy to part of an audience then you are behind in many many ways which i thought was interesting response yeah I think he's right that they are
1: they are ignoring gamers I mean obviously this is what gamers want this is where the industry's kind of headed in these kind of new experiences but also he's in a really good spot to say that being in second and having to do all the gamer like forward thinking things
0: as Xbox so yeah I don't know I mean this doesn't really changed the conversation too much what happened this week but no. I mean it just it's I think it's an angle that Sony's basically saying, "Well, we do PS PS4 and PC crossplay." Xbox saying, "We do that and everything else too." It's like you saying, "We we do crossplay." It's just kind of a portion of it, and I'm kind of glad they came out and said that again. And I don't have we said this in the podcast before. I think we did. I think it was like um, Fez call us um, call us out on it, and he made a good point. So I want to give him credit for that. But basically, that there isn't a precedent for crossplay. It's a very new thing, right? But the pressure is, is really on Sony to make this a norm, and they're just not doing it. They're really reluctant to. And I really hoped that a new CEO would push them in the right direction on that one, but it's not going to happen. And this is just kind of a very similar, um, we'll say, tone-deaf Sony that isn't too unfamiliar. Yeah. I think this is not an unusual thing for Sony. It doesn't. I don't think it impacts them to a fault, though. They do well enough, obviously. Yeah. But it's a shame to see. I do appreciate that this is just returning the
1: conversation often enough that it
0: keeps the pressure on. Exactly. I think that's kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about it, too, is I just kind of want to keep the pressure on it. Because I think this is a really important thing, actually. It just doesn't make any sense to me that, like, when you think about it, that we have that limitation. Every developer has come out and said, or at least developers that have come out and talked about it, have said that it takes extra code to create um, the fragmented... Landscape we see right now.
1: Right, it's easier to do crossplay than it is to separate them.
0: Yeah, it's purely a business thing. So, it's all I had to say about it. That's all I
1: got to say about that. That Chad, was the worst Forrest Gump impression anyone has ever seen. Was done. that supposed
0: to be <laughs> Forrest Gump? That's all I got to say about that. It's still that not, was, even you know, that was even worse. That was <laughs>
1: even worse.
0: That's okay, Chad. I can't do any voices, so you're fine. You can do Arnold Schwarzenegger. Chad, Grunting. Do you know what you are better at, though? You're better at playing what am video I better games. At? And I want to hear what I'm, video games you've been playing this week.
1: You're right. You're right. I've been playing Oct- Octopath Traveler some more. I've got all eight characters. I've completed two of the second quests. I've gotten three secondary jobs now, now. And that is where the game... Like, I was just starting to get to the point where I was like, all right, maybe it's time to sunset Octopath and and move on because it's going to be a long-ass experience. But then you get the secondary jobs. and I'm like, <coughs> oh. Okay, well then who do I make, Uh, maybe Ulbrich also has some healing capabilities, or do I want Hannah to just be like a melee powerhouse and she has her bow, the axe, the fucking sword and everything, so that's where the game suddenly gets a twist and like, ooh, <clears throat> new things, ooh, so doing that some more. And, that's good to hear, that's yeah. good
0: to hear, because I was getting kind of worried, I'm, I haven't played it in a while, but I'm still at... Uh, seven characters, I'm about to go to the last one, for, I think is Cyrus. I'm actually right next to his character, I've just seen. Oh, you don't have si- just... the Scholar yet? I don't have the Scholar yet, he's the oh, last Oh man, character. he's one
1: of my, like, my go-to characters, because he's all the elemental magic.
0: Yeah, I was talking to my friend Ellen about it, and she said the same thing, that Cyrus is one of her favorites.
1: My four go-tos, like, if I have my choice going into a battle, it's Hanit, cool because she's my main, but also she's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, Cyrus, for all of his elemental magic... Ophelia, because, duh, you fucking need a healer. And then uh, Primrose, because then I have her buff everyone else. Although I think I'm going to turn Ophelia into uh, cleric slash dancer, so that she can not only be healing everyone, but also buffing them and making his elemental ma- magic better and making her all this good shit. Oh, oh!
0: I I want to stop this podcast Ophelia. and play it! You Ophelia's what? Ophelia's one of my favorites. I love to using Ophelia a lot. Why don't you marry her? I tried. Oh, nice! I, tried.
1: I fucking got you, man. <laughs> oh, I fucking got you in your face. But, Holden, guess what else I played this week? Uh, I have it in front of me. I played so something I new. It's called Firewall it Zero. It is a brand new PlayStation VR game that just released this week. Last week. It is first party, question mark? I can look that up. You I talk. think it's first party. And, Holden... You
0: go, you- you go for it, I'll find out.
1: I had some some credit in the PlayStation Network, and I was like, mm, "What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Do I want to buy something new? Do I want to look at a bunch of on sale stuff?" And I heard some good things about Firewall Zero Hour. And for anyone who doesn't know, this is the kind of like almost like Rainbow Six Siege type gameplay where it's four v four. There's a good team and a bad team, and one team's trying to infiltrate, destroy a laptop, hack something. And uh, it works with the PlayStation aim controller, too, which is fucking badass. And this game is the future, Holden. This it's is, the future? This is the future. This is the next step in VR. And this is the future of gaming. Okay. It is – there are two modes of this game. There's obviously, like, offline play where you can just, like, against the computer, you can go do some objectives. And it's, like, an endless wave of enemies trying – like, you're shooting. Anyway. There's that, and then, of course, there's the online play, the 4v4. But the experience of being in this in your home, where you put on this headset, and there are all of these, like, it reminds me like of GoldenEye, of all these different types of like office buildings and warehouses and things like that that you're fighting in. But you're going around these environments, and you're seeing people next to you, and you can turn your head and look at them. And as they're moving their gun in their hands, you can see the avatar moving their gun, and they turn their head. and And you are seeing people in the game with you. You can motion with your gun, be like, hey, you go over there. Or you can fucking talk to them. You can actually look in their direction and talk to them. I know, this all sounds super stupid. But something about VR makes super stupid things fascinating and amazing. Anyway, it also is something that I really love about VR, and the aim controller specifically, is you can divorce yourself from your gun in a way that we can't do with a regular controller. You know, and what I mean by that is, like, you play Halo... And your gun is anchored to the bottom of the screen. You can't turn your head and fire your gun in a separate direction. But I can... Literally, physically duck behind cover. Raise the gun above my head and blind fire. Which is really cool. Or I can look to the right and be shooting someone on my left. Anyway. This game is really fucking cool. There's, uh, like a level system where you unlock perks. You unlock extra things for your weapons. It's... Everything you would expect from that type of like multiplayer shooter. However, <laughs> it's not a game I'm good at. I am absolutely terrible at this game, as I am with all online shooters. The entire like two hours that I played with countless people online didn't get a single kill.
0: People, wow, people on my. T- I
1: know, I know. People on my team accomplished our objective, so I won a few matches. But I never it's killed. A they single hated person. you. Oh yeah, oh yeah! I'm sure they fucking hated my ass. <laughs> so while yes, this game is awesome and amazing and it's great, I'm terrible at it and I'm not going to play it again. But <laughs> if that is your thing, but it's like, the
0: next thing in gaming, Chad. Oh,
1: I'm, but I'm. It's like, it's like when movies, like when Citizen Kane came, Kane came out and introduced all of these amazing, uh, like filming techniques and and like cinematography techniques and things like that to the public and storytelling. But if you're like, man, all of that is so great, and I appreciate it so much. But who the fuck cares about that storyline? It's okay. like you don't like the the movie, but that. you appreciate everything that it does for the medium. I'm not by any means saying this is Citizen Kane, but this game is really, really excellent. You just said Citizen Kane. No, I compared it you to Citizen Kane. No,
0: you just said it was Citizen Kane. Your mom's butt.
1: Oh, <laughs> I got you again. You stupid shit. <laughs> Um. So yeah, if you have a PlayStation VR and you do like games like, um, what are they? Oh, Rainbow Six Siege and um, and just in general online like team games based where you shoot shooters. things. Yeah, it's, games where you have a gun. It's really you cool. Fire the gun. I I bet boom, I would boom, like boom. it more if I had like a squad of people that I knew that I was
0: playing with. I think it's the case with all of these kind of games. Yeah, that's probably true. I have information for you on its developer. Okay, go for it. It, it is not a first-party game, but it was made exclusively for PS4, and it was made by First Contact Entertainment. All right, all right, all right. They have 2,009 followers on Twitter, so go follow them, guys. Apparently, they made a really good game that Chad doesn't want to play again. Yeah, I I won't play it again. (laughs) But damn, it's good. Holden, that's all I played this week. What the hell did you play? Playtime with Holden looks like? Go. Well, uh, I didn't play, actually... A lot of, I didn't spend a lot of time playing games, but I played three games this week. I played about an hour of Edith Finch, I want to say. <gasps> and I really on. like it. Okay. I'm only saying to say right now is I really like it. I want to f- wait until I beat the game before I really talk about it. I will say that what I like about this game is that where Heavy Rain is a video game movie, this is like a video game novel. Oh, I like that comparison it like when you're playing the game there are moments where you'll see a really interesting vista and there'll be text lined up in a and usually in a very clever place in the view you're you're looking at and the reason i make the novel comparison is that you're reading a book almost but major paragraphs are filled in by these great views and and just really like you're in a house and just the layout of the house and everything you see in the house all has character to it All feels like a real place. And those little details fill in what would be the paragraphs of a book, I feel.
1: Remind me again. Have
0: you played The Unfinished Swan? No, I haven't. Okay. But I do want to. That sounds like a very interesting game, too. Yeah. But I like Edith Finch a lot so far. It's a very enjoyable game. The other games I played are two games I've played before. Uh, Hollow Knight, which you probably have heard me talk about many times on this podcast. Yeah,
1: I actually bought it. I'll probably play it on the plane home tomorrow. That's a great game more to play top, on
2: the
1: plane, actually. Um, actually, I in longer I'll
0: fall asleep on the plane, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> in Hollow Knight, I'm at that point where I actually haven't beaten the final boss yet. I'm at the final boss. I can go fight him whenever I want to. But I've just been exploring the world and filling in a lot of the side stuff I had beaten before. And I heard about one area online that I hadn't <laughs> found yet. Holden, do you need some water? It's really hard. My throat actually kind of hurts. I just like... Every three words is just...
1: (laughs) I'm just like... Hold on. Take take a drink.
0: I'm afraid to take a drink because (laughs) my throat hasn't recovered from all the weirdness. You were scarred. I'm scarred. So... Pausing here for a second. So I'm at that point now where I'm trying to find that final place. It's called the White Palace. And it requires a fetch quest of this thing of a something called essence. And it's not easy to come by at a certain point. Like it's, it seems like it's everywhere and then it starts to fade away quickly. And I still needed hundreds more of it. So when I play this, should I stock up on it and not use it or throw it away or whatever? You don't really use it. It's just, you kind of have to explore a lot to find it. All right. But it, this, I did get to the area, and it's by far the hardest area that I've ever been in to the point where I kind of had to cheat the game a little bit to actually progress in the area. You can get these charms, which basically add perks. And there's this one charm that I found that's in a total side area that is not by any means required to beat the game. And what this charm does is every single time you get hit, you're – your health, like in this case, you think of Zelda, like one of your hearts will fill up back up again, but only the one you just lost. So what I'm doing is that what makes this area of White Palace so hard is it's really hard for platforming. So I'll try to to attempt this really hard platforming obstacle. I'll die, and then I'll just wait at the beginning of the obstacle for my heart to recover before I continue <laughs> again. And it's been kind of tedious to get through as a result. But Cheater. I just want to beat it because you get something cool at the end of this. That I'm curious to see what that thing does. We don't know. Is what it a does. cupcake? It is a cupcake, Chad. Oh, that's adorable. So I'm excited to get to the end of, it, end of this area, and then there's actually a DLC coming out later on this year. That's a whole other area as well. Do you
1: know What so. DLC stands for? What? Dick licking cockroach. <laughs> it doesn't. That's not funny. the other game I played. If you're Chad, listening to called... this podcast and you laughed at that. Stop it! I don't
0: need the pity laugh. <laughs> uh, the last game I played with was uh, Hearthstone. Is this um, your
1: first time playing Hearthstone?
0: Oh God, no, God, okay, no, okay. Um, but I it's been about so that. long that I've forgotten what cards I have, what any of my cards do, and I made this stupid decision to like delete all my decks and start over again. And I'm like, wait a second, I had some good decks. Why did I just do that? Oh, and now I'm an idiot. To and now I'm build, trying to build up a priest deck right now, and I really don't know what I'm doing. And there have been so many expansions. I tried playing online, and it was just hysterical how badly I got beaten. So I honestly don't know if I'm going to continue playing Hearthstone or not, but I kind of want to. There was like this nostal- I had this nostalgia moment when, spoiler alert for the future of this podcast episode here, the future of this podcast episode, <laughs> for a point in this podcast where we talk about... Uh, Valve's game, The Artifact. That's exactly what got me thinking, ooh, maybe I should go back and play Hearthstone. Yep, yeah, I got this nostalgia for like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and Duel Masters as a kid. And I loved playing those card games. What like, is Duel Masters? You want to get back into that. Duel Masters was... It was kind of that point where it had been a few years since Yu-Gi-Oh! and just before that point where I kind of started getting out of card games. So I don't get too much into that. But it was also like one of those anime shows that had a card game associated with it. Gotcha. Um... It was a it was a good game. I liked it. Um, I actually think I liked that one more than Yu Gi Oh. Actually, if I remember correctly, I played the uh, Pokemon trading card game. As a... I actually never once collected a Pokemon card or anything.
1: Oh, we we did for a little bit. We never played by the rules because we didn't understand how like the elemental cards worked and how you had, or like the power cards. Hey, get mm-hmm. three power before you can do this. Anyway, uh, and then I stole a neighbor's Japanese Eevee. And then the neighbor's mom came over to our house looking for it. And uh, my mom found out that I stole it. And then she uh, burned all of our Pokemon cards. Whoa. Doused them in lighter fluid, lit them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so then I didn't play Pokemon anymore. But also I didn't steal kids' shit. So. And then I played oh. Magic of the Gathering a lot in, in uh, high school. That was fun as shit.
0: That is the one I never played before. It's good. Like, it's obviously kind of one of the biggest card game so i should check that one out i don't know
1: okay okay is that all you
0: played this week that's all that i played this week
1: all right holden so that's what we played other people played some shit and they work for outlets that rate them so let's take a look at our leaderboards and take a look at uh, a three games and how they reviewed last month in
0: august so we're looking at this week We happy few okami hd which came out for switch and guacamelee 2 which came out exclusively for oh, PS4. <laughs> that's right he has the the mask on at one point um so i'll start with we happy few we happy few they were just bought by microsoft recently but this game is not a microsoft exclusive it's also on ps4 as well on metacritic it didn't do too great it got a 68 with one positive review Ooh. eight mixed reviews and zero negative so no one thought it was bad and it seems like it was kind of a mixed bag. It's, it seems like a survival game but with kind of this Bioshocky kind of feel. We're exploring this, this kind of bizarre world that you are essentially having to take this – everyone takes this, this medication or this drug called Joy to kind of stay more or less um, numb to everything and the kind of the craziness that's going on around them. So you're kind of exploring that world. The story just is – actually, heard heard good things about the story. It's told from three characters' perspectives. The length surprised me. One of the characters is 25 hours long. The other two are 10 hours long.
1: Whoa. I was not expecting that whenever I saw this game.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. I was expecting a 20-hour-long uh, storyline. But one way it differs from a game like Bioshock or something like that, and I kind of made that comparison, is that everything is procedurally generated. Which is kind of a downside. Every area apparently feels a little lifeless because you just have basically copy and pasted streets with copy and pasted characters walking everywhere. So it doesn't, there's not a lot of charm to the world. But when you go into an area that is indoors, that is handmade with uh, tailored NPCs for that area, those places are apparently very interesting and engrossing. But everything else just kind of kills the vibe. Yeah. So it kind of makes it feel a little uneven, and because of the rep- the um, the randomization of the world, the fact that it's procedurally generated, there's just so much repetition involved. But the upsides are, it's got an interesting story. The characters that are tailor made for environments are interesting and funny to play around with, and even some of the survival elements, because you have to drink water and eat food to kind of maintain your sanity. Mm. And if you don't like, if you don't eat enough or drink enough, then you'll kind of you won't be able to. Uh, like one of your characters will start kind of acting out. In public and you're trying to blend in as much as possible
1: i don't know how i feel about that
0: you don't like survival mechanics like that Uh, not really not really well if you don't like them apparently it doesn't really matter too much because none of the reviewers i saw mentioned serious consequences for not following through those survival mechanics like you can eat and drink far enough apart that it doesn't interfere with the gameplay and then when it comes to gameplay as well the enemies are kind of shockingly easy to the point where you can just run past so many of them that it feels like it's a waste all right so i don't get a vibe that i want to play this game at all yeah me neither yeah i didn't get a vibe at all but the other two games have a much better story Ooh, what's number two so, number two is Okami HD. It got an 89 of Metacritic with 26 positive reviews, no mixed reviews, no negative reviews. All right. Not a surprise because this is considered a classic game. It's, it's a nice release of a release of a re-release. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows this Everyone game. Everyone knows it's good. Everyone's I've played never it. played this, but I do want to play this game. Apparently, it's a very strong port. It runs great on Switch. The touch controls work well for it because a lot of the game requires you to um, use like paintbrushes and stuff to draw out like kind of things on the world itself. I haven't played the game yeah. before, but I'm am I describing that right?
1: Uh, if I remember correctly, you're like to like cast spells or things like that, or like do tricks or something like
0: that. I, you know, it's been so freaking long. Yeah, you're you're kind of like painting with like a like yeah a, almost like a calligraphy like water brush almost right. Um. And that works well because you're using either touchscreen or motion controls if you want to use motion controls, which is kind of nice. The back half of the game slows down a little bit is what I'm hearing, but that shouldn't be news if you played the game already. The combat's kind of shallow, but considering it's going after that 3D Zelda from before Breath of the Wild vibe, that's not too surprising because that also has very shallow combat that's not very difficult. And another thing it has in common with 3D Zelda games is that the characters are overly chatty. Um, which is definitely a thing in 3D Zelda games. But those are really nitpicky things, apparently, because the game otherwise is a solid experience from beginning to end. I don't remember why I never finished that game. Well, apparently the back half slows down a little bit, so that might be it. Oh, got a fat Boom. butt. Slows down. And our last game is Guacamelee! 2. Tell me all about Guacamoco! <laughs> that is on a PS4. It's a PS4 exclusive. Eighty four Metacritic. Fifty it's positive on PC reviews. as well. Oh yeah, PC as well. Because PlayStation does cross play with with PC as well. <laughs> That's positive, you call a callback. Eleven mixed and zero negative. So basically it comes down to if you like the first game, you're gonna love this game. It is very similar to the first game in all good ways. Interested. I never played the first game, actually. So it's a very, very fast paced. Game, but even though it's fast paced, it's got really funny characters and a really vibrant, detailed world to explore. So, lots of humor and funtivities to see in the game. Um, the art style is super strong throughout. One thing this game does that's cool is that there are pretty much like light world, dark world, and Zelda games, you're switching back and forth between different like dimensions, basically. Yeah, like the, the world of the dead, the world of the alive. And you do that on the fly. So you might be platforming and have to jump back and forth really quickly because certain areas are blocked off in one dimension but not in another. So you're kind of jumping back and forth. and they do, and Apparently, though, they are really pushing that mechanic a lot through the game. So there are times where you're fighting enemies, but enemies will pop in and out depending on which dimension you're in. So it, they they do a lot to play with that mechanic throughout. So that it kind of stays fresh throughout the uh, whole experience. Sounds a lot like that Moose
1: Man game that I said was very bad about a month ago. Yeah, but this is Guacamole too, <laughs> And I can't wait! I'm going to play it! Hard!
0: There's, there's no Mooses in this game. Mises. Mises. Um, I, it, what seems weird is apparently a lot of the movesets you use are the same from the first game. So you have to get them back again, and it's some of the same stuff. But there's new mechanics as well to play Mm. with. But overall, if you like the first game, you're going to like Guacamelee! 2.
1: Yeah. And I mean, every single Metroid game has the same problem, so. Yeah.
0: That's just a, a Metroidvania problem in general, I'd say. Yeah. And that's how the cookie crumbles, Chad. And that's the way the cookie crumbles.
1: Well, that is uh, what came out in August and how people rated it. We're going to take a look real quick at what's coming up this month in September on What Are You Buying? In September, we have a lot of big releases. We are starting our uh, our basket full of apples. I was trying to think, what's a really big amount of things? A basket full of apples, that's a big amount of things. Let's do a bag of rice. It's a lot of rice in the bag. (laughs) Starting out today, as we record this September 4th, Destiny 2 Forsaken is out. Which is, I guess, the Taken King of Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Also Page out free is... free with PlayStation Plus. Uh, Destiny 2 is free. Forsaken is not free. Parts of Forsaken are still included, though. But if you want the Forsaken DLC, with all that comes with
0: it, you have to pay for it. We'll get there and we'll talk about Dragon
1: it. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age comes to PS4 and PC today as well. Gone Home finally does to come out on Switch on September 6th. And guess what comes out Friday? Um, Marvel Spider Man from Insomniac oh, Games coming out September seventh. The next time you hear my voice in your little earballs, I will have played Spider Man. How wet does that make you, Holden? Very. Not very. Also coming out September 14th, Nintendo Labo Vehicle Kit. Which I might be assembling on the Tequila podcast, so stay tuned for that. We have Shadow the Tomb Raider. This is... I I totally fucking forgot this was coming out in less than two weeks. Shadow the Tomb Raider is going to get trampled. Oh, that poor game. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. That poor, poor game. Valkyria Chronicles 4 coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, (coughs) and PC on September 25th. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1. Coming out on September twenty seventh. And FIFA nineteen coming to Oh, they're still making those? They're still making those. Even coming to PS3 oh. and 360 on oh. September twenty eighth. Wow. Uh and then oh yeah, Dragon Ball Fighter Z comes to Switch September twenty eighth. Worth it. That wraps up September. Oh that that poor, poor Tomb Raider. That eh. poor Tomb Raider. Eh. Well Holden. I don't care. Let's open up our quest log and see what the internet
0: has provided with us.
1: Have you ever played any of the new Tomb Raider games?
0: Yeah, I played the the first of the new ones. I got halfway through it and stopped because I didn't like it. Oh my god, Holden, you don't finish anything. Did you ever finish high school? Yes, I did finish that. Good. Yeah. What the fuck's our first quest? So we're going to talk about some rumors, and we got some official news to talk about as well. We only have one rumor. It's not even really a rumor. It's basically officially <laughs> happening at this point. But uh, Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition, the icon for it, showed up on the UK PSN store. When you went to buy the game, it just gave you an error message that said you can't do that. So I guess it's probably definitely happening. What's, what's, the,
1: what's the thought behind releasing that? On
0: PSN. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, oh, I wanted to buy Final Fantasy, but that's so much. If only there was a bargain way to buy that game, and then you get the shitty pocket edition instead. I guess I don't. I know. don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. Can't you get the Royal Edition for like fifty bucks, and it's twenty bucks for the Pocket Edition? It's also not a Pocket Edition. You can't put your PS4 in your pocket. <laughs> Like, they should change the name, but it's still called well, The Well, they
1: said it showed up on the UK PSN. They didn't say it wasn't a Vita game.
0: The um, Vita lives! <laughs> maybe that's it. No, I, I doubt it. I very of, much doubt it. No, I hadn't thought about it, but I actually think you might be right. That would make a lot more sense than it being on PS4. No, I very much doubt it. But while you do that, I'm going to look back at the original article and make sure. Yeah. So, are uh, you're doing that... Um, the Anthem demo uh, is going to be coming February 1st, 2019. In order to participate in that demo, you must have EA access, Origin access, or have pre-ordered the game. To be clear, this is not a beta or an alpha for the game. There will be, um, by what I said there will be some of those between now and then, February 1st. But this is an actual demo for the game. Is it weird as
1: fuck to you that they announced a release date for a demo six months out? A little strange,
0: but I think they're just trying to stay relevant amongst everything coming out between now and then. There's just so much happening between now and then. I don't blame them. I get it. Uh, Hitman 2 has the Columbia level, which just got announced. It looks very cool, I think. It's a very unique area for a Hitman game. Usually Hitman games are in populated areas where you're putting on disguises to blend in with crowds of people. But in this, you're in a jungle, which doesn't have any of that. So it could be pretty unique for the franchise, depending on how they handle it. Um, by the way, Final Fantasy 15
1: Pocket Edition is for an HD console version of the game. So it's not going to be Vita. Well, Vita is HD. No, it's not Yes, it is. It's Mm, 720p. No, No, it's not. Yes, it is, Jed. Holden Michael Depardo.
0: I'm going to look it up because I'm doubting myself. (laughs) 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 All right, uh, we're doing that. Xbox is uh, offering white color options now. So I love this. This is the official name for a new bundle they're offering. It's called the Xbox One X Robot White Special Edition Fallout 76 bundle. (laughs) That is such a mouthful. That is way too many words. That is too much. It is one terabyte, and it will be 4 99 It will be exclusive to Microsoft Stores and GameStop, and it's coming out November 14th. I'm a fan. It looks nice. I have to say it looks nice, and I want that game. But I want the game on a PlayStation 4 where it's the best place to play games. <laughs> <laughs> you will get some kind of exclusive
1: content from it. though. They've already announced that, so... Yeah. Hey, uh, the Vita's screen resolution is 960 by 544. What they call really? quarter HD because
0: it's one quarter the pixels of a full 1080p. That's lame, lame cakes. What's not lame cakes though is that there's also another white win Xbox Elite. for me. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a white Xbox Elite controller that's coming October 16th, and that will also be 149, just like the traditional xbox elite controller
1: now this is a big old cock tease because there have been rumors of a brand new elite controller for so many months and then they did like soft discontinue it and then they're like oh by the way yeah we have a new elite controller and it's literally the same thing but white yep even no bluetooth connectivity although you know it does look super sharp and i s- especially like the d-pad and like the gradient on the grid pattern on the d-pad looks super mm-hmm. sexy
0: you look super sexy, Chad. Oh, keep going. <laughs> uh, you you share a story. I've been you've been looking up stuff. While I've been reading. The last Sorry, past I, was, few stories. I was I was I was busy
1: uh, looking up corrections for everything. How it's not a Vita game, yeah, and the Vita it... screen is not HD, and your mom's butt. Oh, <laughs> got you a third time with the mom's butt. <laughs> oh man. Um. So here's the thing: there is a new Nintendo mobile game coming they've created a brand new franchise a new intellectual property called dragalia lost is that how you pronounce that dragalia yes. dragalia Dragalia. it's a mobile yeah. rpg coming on september 27th and i gotta be honest with you
0: i couldn't give two shits about it i'm gonna try it out at least but i'm kind of in the same but i don't really care too much
1: it seems like it has a lot of like mobile rpg concessions made for it and it's just like meh I've got Octopath to keep me company for the next, like, six months. Yep. Mm, I like this next one, though. Remedy, who is uh, who's done Quantum Break, which is uh, on Xbox Game Pass this month. Yep.
0: They did Alan Wake. Uh, they are also doing do
1: Control. Game. Yep. Control is one of the, like, the games that no one was really talking about after E3, but I'm like, I want more of that. I want to see more of that. Anyway, Remedy is opening a new studio called – is it called Vanguard? In Vanguard? Yes. Is it the thing? It's called Vanguard. Yeah. They are Cold working Vanguard. on, quote, ongoing live multiplayer game experiences. So they are jumping on board with everyone else in the industry to make a a game as service. Hopefully that doesn't compromise their vision on control and other games similar to that in the Shame. future. No,
0: it's, they said that they have, that, that it won't. This is a Good. separate endeavor.
1: It is a small group of people working in an unconventional way with an aim to develop something quickly and independently inside an established organization. I think supposed to say an established organization.
0: Yeah, I just mistyped it. Holden. Thanks for pointing point out my mistakes, Chad.
1: Well, it's no longer a quote now. It's
0: misquoted, and we get discredited. So, <laughs> The uh, next thing is that Artifact, like you've already mentioned, is coming November... Excuse me, November 28th. Um, November 28th
1: That's that Valve card year.
0: game. Boom, boom. That one is uh, free to play is, like Hearthstone as well, right? I believe so, yes. Coming to PC and mobile? Uh, it's coming to Mac and PC at first. It's coming to iOS and Android next year.
1: Oh, uh, fucking lost me. If it was coming day and date to mobile, I would have played it, but now I'm not going to play it.
0: I, I downloaded Hearthstone on my Mac. I'm gonna try playing Hearthstone on the Mac. And if I like it playing if I like playing it on there, maybe I will try Artifact on the Mac before it comes to iOS or Android. Alright. Um speaking of iOS and Android, just kidding. Nothing about those. Mario <laughs> Rabbids Dude, sell- you got it. You got
1: our audience. They thought it was coming.
0: <laughs> Mario Rabbids sells over two million copies. Good for them. Good for them. What a good game that is.
1: It is a very good game. Hey, if you got a Switch and you like shit, buy it. <laughs> like the <laughs> other two million
0: people. Run through this PlayStation game. Oh, September. Oh, God.
1: So last month, or last week, when we talked about, like, man, this might be the worst games with gold for Xbox, PlayStation comes out and makes it maybe one of the best PlayStation Plus lineups for September. Are you guys ready? Destiny 2 for PS4 is free. It actually was free last week as well, but you can get that for free. You get a 24-hour trial of Forsaken's Gambit mode. Yes. That's it. God of War 3 Remastered for PS4, also coming out. Another World Anniversary Edition for PS4 and PS3. Cube, Director's Cut for PS4 and PS3. Sparkle 2 for PS4 and Vita. Foul Play for PS4 and Vita. Here They Lie, not life. You have another typo. For PSVR (laughs) is still around until October 2nd. And the PlayLink game Power... The Knowledge is Power is uh, still free until November 6th. This is a uh, unique month in that every single game on there is also cross-buy with PlayStation 4. Which means you actually get... What is that? Eight games for PlayStation 4 this month if you have mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus. Pretty, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, and that's it for our fetch quest. Hold on. Take me to this Potato.
0: Yeah, so Nintendo has announced that for their Nintendo Switch Online service, uh, Mario Bros. for Switch uh, will have co-op play, which is non-news. This Duh. Is, this is an obvious thing. They've already said this, and everyone's like, oh my god, they just announced Mario Bros. co-op. Hold on, though. They already kind of did. Is this
1: Mario Bros. or Super Mario Bros.? This is Mario Bros., not like, Super Mario Bros. Like the arcade game? where The you're... arcade game. Okay. Yeah.
0: How do you play that co-op? It would have been much more fun to play Super Mario Bros. in co-op, but I guess not. I
1: it's just don't stupid. understand how do you play that co- that arcade game co-op? That's the one where you're just—it's got three levels and it wraps around, and you're or three stories and it wraps around, and you just like knock each other, and there's the power block in the middle, and yep. Maybe it's like a score attack. I don't remember. I don't know. It's, it's stupid. Oh, I've no, never found that game dumb. fun, so I haven't played it's, it. Anymore. It's
0: not. It's not fun. It's stupid. Great. This is a stupid story. That's why it's a game potato. Fucking great. Yep. But yeah, we have a real story. Oh, it's actually take the it only to the bridge quest that we have for the week. It's been a slow news week. Yeah, a very slow news week. It's but slow. Battlefield Five was delayed from October
2: nineteenth
0: to November twentieth. So they said that this will give them time to implement play test feedback, which includes, and I quote from the Press Start article, gameplay tempo, improving soldier visibility, and reducing player friction. Fun. That's all fun stuff. Um, The interesting thing about it, um, the article pointed out a week period is pretty dense with games. I actually think it's a two-week period. It's very dense with games. In two weeks now, you're going to have... Fallout 76, Spyro Remastered, Pokemon Let's Go, Hitman 2, Darksiders 3, Artifact, and Battlefield 5 within a roughly two-week period.
1: Okay, I, I see that. And I say, yeah, that's a lot of pretty great games coming out around that period. But in its defense, where it was earlier, it is a week after Call of Duty and a week before Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, And I feel like those games are much more likely to cannibalize its sales than anything else in that list that you read.
0: I I think you have a fair point there. But I think that they've always been pretty close to Call of Duty. And it hasn't really been an issue.
1: Well, it has.
0: It sells nowhere near as much as Call of Duty. Yeah, but I don't think they ever thought that it would sell as much as a Call of Duty game. Um, so I think that the distance from Call of Duty actually might serve them better, potentially, in that case, but I don't know. I think that Fallout 76 is a massive game, and that's might over, take away from from Battlefield 5 a little bit. Um, I don't think Pokemon's gonna impact them at all. I think this is, if anything, gonna impact other games more. Like, I think Hitman 2 is gonna take a hit from this. Yeah. I think Darksiders 3 is gonna take a hit from this. Artifact I'm not worried about because they're going to make their money in the long term by selling card packs and things like that. And they're going to get a dedicated audience for that because it's a Valve card game. Yep. So they're, they're going to be fine. I think Spyro Remaster might also take a hit from this too. There's just uh, a lot of stuff in that, in that window now.
1: I think what's most interesting about this is that they did not say this at all, but I'm sure it had something to do with it. Um, this is kind of two or three weeks after there was the what was an investor call or something the the pre-order numbers are nowhere near it was like uh, yeah like 20 percent of what they usually are around the same time for battlefield 5 yeah and they lowered their projections for it so uh not looking good for battlefield 5 no i mean i i do good. always appreciate you know delay the game make it play of better course. but yeah I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the, the narrative is on that in this yeah. fall.
0: Well, I think with that, you ready to move on to the main quest? Ooh, wait! Did you want to play the game before? Well, we it is part of the main quest.
1: Okay, welcome to the main quest. Hold on. Do you want to give some context for this this topic? Yes.
0: So we're going to talk about well this week. Um, Sony announced that PlayStation Two customer service is ending September seventh. So we thought we would just kind of remember the PS Two, and then we thought, fuck that. Let's not remember the PS Two. Let's remember all the PlayStation consoles. Every PlayStation's. So I'm gonna give some. We're gonna do a special game on game show. Game on game show. The
1: gaming show. We're game on the game, and then we game the gaming on the show. The show. Gaming show.
0: Just like that. And at the end of this segment, we're also going to do another regular game on game show, I believe, right? Yes. Cool. So that one will make me look like an idiot, but this one's going to make Chad look like an idiot. Yes. Always special. Um, we're also just going to go through PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. And then after that, we're going to rank those consoles, just like we did with the Nintendo consoles not too long ago. Console. I also wrote down a prediction for what I think Chad's going to guess. Oh, do you? I do, yeah. Do you now? I just thought, what the hell, why not? So, with that, let's go ahead and start with the Game on Game show, PlayStation History Edition. Oh! We're going to start with the easiest questions first. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. Number one, which Sony executive started PlayStation within Sony? Oh my god.
1: I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go, I'm going to throw out Jackie T, Jack (laughs) Tretton. It was not Jack Trenton. It was
0: Ken Kutaragi.
1: Oh, great. We saw how great we are with Japanese
0: names earlier today. (laughs) Which two PlayStation consoles do not feature Grand Theft Auto in their top ten bestsellers? Oh. Okay, so Grand
1: Theft Auto. Definitely not PS1. Does this include Vita
0: and PSP? That's a good point. These are just home consoles. Okay.
1: Which two do not feature it in the top ten?
0: Yes. I'll tell you right now, you are right with PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1 does not have a Grand Theft Auto game in the top ten.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I'm also going to say PS4. This is going to be a crazy choice, but PS4. PS4? Yeah. Are you sure about that? I'm sure about that. Million GTA Five copies? I'm sure about that because it was sure? a last-gen game for two years before it came out on PS4. For one year? For a year, great, and it still sells on 360 and PS3. So, what do you
0: think? You're change I know or? I'm not going to change my answer. Just fucking tell me. Well, if I'm good right. thing because it's PS4 and PS1. Woo! Good job, Shaka So, this one might be worded oddly, but let me know what you think. Okay, which PlayStation console came out at the latest point in the year? and which came out in the earliest point in the year?
1: So, you mean like the latest calendar date? Yes. And the earliest calendar date? Yes. Uh, balls on ballsack. Uh I'm going to say Did
0: you need me to remind you of the name of the PlayStation consoles? Will that help? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I'll just just to, for memory's sake. PlayStation 1. <laughs> PlayStation Actually, 2. PlayStation no, it just I call it PlayStation 1. PlayStation 3. Okay. And the most recent one, you have one, it's called a PlayStation 4. I'm going to say PlayStation was the earliest
1: and PlayStation 3 was the latest because PlayStation... I don't know. I, I don't... I, I was, what, four years old at the time? So I, I wasn't following that, but I'm... You know, like, I do know that PS3 and PS4 were like Black Friday ish times, like, November. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say PlayStation earliest, PS3 latest. Because PS4 launched before Xbox One.
0: I think it's it. It did by a week. So you're saying PlayStation One and PlayStation Three. Which one was, you said PlayStation One was the. Early. Early, and PlayStation 3 is the latest. Yep. You were correct. So PlayStation 1 oh came out. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Fuck you, Holden.
0: <laughs> PlayStation 1 came out September 9th, 1995. And the PlayStation 3 came out November 17th, 2006. Uh, PlayStation 4 uh, came out November 5th, 15th. So uh, very, very close. Uh, All right.
1: Put that Two in your questions. ass and
0: smoke I it. Was, I'm surprised you got that one. Last two questions here. Which one of these is not a PlayStation 1 launch game? Oh. I have five games here. Kyleek, the DNA imperative. Oh my god, what the what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Rayman, Crash Bandicoot, Ridge Racer, and Street Fighter, the movie, the game.
1: Alright. Uh I don't remember when Street Fighter the movie came out, but the franchise had been established and was around on, on obviously, like Genesis and Super Nintendo. So I'm going to say that's plausible. I'm going to just go ahead and say the first game was, because who the fuck knows? leak
0: the DNA imperative? Great, yep. Um, so one of these you've mentioned is right, and one of them is wrong. All right, well then...
1: Uh, Kyleek, the the bear trap. It, that's the one that
0: didn't launch as a launch title. That did launch as a launch oh, title. Oh, but sex. And so did Street Fighter the movie. You told me one of those was wrong. Yeah, one of the answers you gave was wrong. Kyleek was a launch title, so you were wrong. But then you said Street Fighter was also a launch title. Yeah, I said you were right with one and wrong with one. So you said Street Fighter the movie was a launch title. So yeah. You were right, and then you said Kylie the DNA imperative wasn't. No, a I said title. it was. I said oh, I you said, said it was.
1: wasn't. Oh, you see, you fu- you purposely did that to me to anything. try to I trick just... me. I said it was one. You idiot! I thought you said it wasn't. I'm sorry. Well, oh, well, so now we know that they both are. They both are then. Yeah. Oh, great. So then we're still on. Uh, we're still on. So the yeah. other three. We have Rayman, Crash Bandicoot, and Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer, yes. Uh, because every PlayStation console has
0: launched the Ridge Racer.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to say Crash Bandicoot, not a launch title. Good job. Final answer. Yes! God,
0: I am so hard right now. And here we go. Here's the final question. What was the first Sony portable with PlayStation branding? First Sony portable with
1: PlayStation branding. I'm going to say the Sony Xperia phone.
0: Incorrect. Oh, suck my brain. This bad. is one of the ones I don't imagine you'd ever guess in a million years. Okay. It's something called the Pocket Station. Great. It's something you put – it came out in 1999 in Japan only. You put your memory card for a PlayStation inside of this, and if you had save files from certain games, you could do fun little stupid things with the five buttons on the pocket station.
1: Oh, man. That's just like the Dreamcast VMU. Yeah, very similar to that. Yep. Nice. All right. Three out of five. That's a passing grade, man. That's an 80%. I'm a C student. (laughs) You just said so many wrong things.
0: You got sixty percent. Oh see, yeah, seventy percent. <laughs> That's a failing grade. I'm an F student. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was so and you were so confident about it too. That was great. But you did better than I've done in any of these game on game shows. So That's far, right. You so. got none of those Pokemon.
1: I you got even none said, of "What's the Pokemon with the shell?" <laughs> it's Shelter. <laughs> uh, that Just was take fun. slime, and and like. Slime and shiny. Oh, slimy? Grimy? That's what it was. Slime. Anyway, you, you fucking sucked at that game. <laughs> we won't be playing it again this week by yourself, so...
0: <laughs> Whew. That was a good All game. Right. Good game. So we're going to remember some PlayStation consoles here. We're going to start with the first PlayStation, which sold 102 million units. Ooh. A lot of stuff here. And I, for each of these, I kind of wrote down popular franchises and games that started on... Each of these consoles, and what I mean, my start on is it was either the first game of that. Fr- hundred and two million, yeah. How many did we sell? We hundred and one point six.
1: Know. Oh, PlayStation is the second best selling home console. Yep. All right,
0: and number one is PlayStation Two. Okay,
1: Five hundred cool, million limited edition. Fucking
0: didn't get it. Sorry, go on. <laughs> so I was saying, I have a. We're going to talk about, or I'm going to list, list off the, excuse me, the popular games and franchises that kind of started on each console, and what I mean by that is it's either the first game of that franchise started on the console, or it was the first time that that franchise had been on console before. So it might not be the first one in the franchise, but it was the first time it was on console. Gotcha. So, example, Call of Duty 2 was the first time that franchise was on console. Gotcha. So, so like, to go through the list on PlayStation 1, franchises or games that were on the PlayStation 1, Metal Gear Solid, Crash Bandicoot, Final Fantasy VII. That was notable not because it hasn't been console before, but it was transitioned to PlayStation that time around. Yeah. Gran Turismo, Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil. I almost said Resident Evil 7. <laughs> it is a Resident Evil 7. Uh, Spyro the Dragon, Tomb Raider, Rayman, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Croc, Final Fantasy Tactics, Twisted Metal, Siphon Filter, Medal of Honor, and Tekken all started on PlayStation. Damn! Pretty impressive. And you know, I to- knew all of those, but you hear them all together and you're like, well, fuck. I'm going to need your help, by the way, for PlayStation 4. Because I try to do these from memory.
1: Oh, And God. it's
0: hard for PlayStation 4, by the way. Um, to, to name like new franchises or new games that came to it. Um... But for PlayStation 1, the best-selling games, the top 10 best-selling games, number one was Gran Turismo with 10 million – sorry, 10.85 million copies. Final Fantasy VII was number two with 9.8 million copies. Gran Turismo Two was number three with 9.37 million copies. Tekken Three is the fourth best-selling PlayStation game with 8.3 million copies. I thought this was funny. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, also Woo! known as the Sorcerer's Stone, a movie video game – is number 5 with 8 million copies. The original Tomb Raider is the 6th best-selling PlayStation 1 game with 7.1 million copies. Final Fantasy 8 is the 7th with 7 million copies. Crash Bandicoot is number 8 with 6.82 million copies. Tomb Raider 2 is number 9 with 6.8 million copies and number 10 is Metal Gear Solid with 6 million copies. Oh, that's a shame. Now, all the way down they they to had number a PlayStation 10? That was number
1: ten. Yeah, I had a PlayStation, but I got it late. Mm-hmm. I got it in middle school. By then, PS2 was already out, I think. But I uh, I got it whenever they redesigned it to be the really like small one. The and they re- <laughs> rebranded it PS1. Yeah. Um, I got one it spelled out. Yeah, I got it for a Christmas gift because it was like a cheap console. But my main goal with it was to have a gaming console on the go. Like, straight-up legit Nintendo Switch style. Mm-hmm. Because I got it, and then we also got the PlayStation 1 LCD screen. I remember that. that flipped up on top. So we got that, and... no joke, I got the... Uh, there was a battery pack that clipped onto the bottom of it. So I could literally take this and... All I wanted it on the
0: go for was to sit on the toilet, poop, and play a video game. <laughs> I remember – I have a distinct memory of someone during recess pulling one of those out. I think they were playing a Dragon Ball Z fighting game, and I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever seen in my life, and I never had one. Oh, you stupid oh. bitch. Yep. It was fun. Very sad. I had it – but so, yeah,
1: I got it late, and my uncle – had had a PlayStation uh, quite a bit before I did. And when I got it, he gave me just this giant stack of, of games. You remember back when you would like buy blank CDs to burn and you had like the 100 stack and you just had that thing with a yeah. black pole in the middle and you put all your CDs on it? He yep. gave me one of those just stacked with games.
0: Holy crap.
1: I was like, all right, this is awesome. So I played Diablo on there. I had already played it on PC, but I played it on my PlayStation played final fantasy but i got to the third disc on final fantasy 7 and it was scratched on a certain <sighs> spot so there was one s- i could finish the game but there was an optional boss and an optional dungeon that i couldn't get to because every time i entered it the game glitched out
0: that is tragic Chad. but so anyway sorry.
1: uh i had a lot of good experiences with that i i bought the screen well got the Mips gifts because i was a kid the screen and the battery just for the purpose of pooping maybe actually did it twice <laughs> but I had a good time I had a good time that console has some
0: atrocious graphics though <laughs> it does I think of the 3D 3D graphics that console holds up the worst I would say oh man yeah I, I mean we were talking about Nintendo 64 being bad and it is but Jesus Christ that Playstation 1 yeah people don't realize that actually the N64 was mu- was uh, noticeably I'll say noticeably more powerful than the Playstation yeah, I would say significantly, but noticeably more powerful. Play so you had no stuff.
1: experiences other than I played Mortal Kombat Lust.
0: on it. That's it.
1: I actually do remember my very first exposure to a PlayStation was at uh, a family friend who lived in Indiana. We would visit them like maybe once a year. His name was Reed. His mom's name was Eva. That's very important to the story. But we went to his house. And he, he showed us, look at this game I got. It's Final Fantasy VII, and it's so cool. I was like, ooh, what is this? And there's a part where uh, they're talking about smashing. Final Fantasy VII has some graphic stuff in it. But they're talking about, like, smashing someone's dick. And then, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and the, the, the guy, Reed, was reading all the subtitles out loud to us, and they said, damn in it. But I remember, I... Strew, <gasps> I remember this because he pronounced it Damina. Every single time he said it, he said Damina, Damina. And then I went outside and said, Mommy, Daddy, Eva, that game says Damina. (laughs) And then he got it (laughs) taken away and couldn't ever
0: play it again. And he went, And? That was it. So? Well. Let's move on to PlayStation 2, Chad.
1: All right, PS2, read me some stats.
0: Total hardware sales. 102 with PlayStation 1, right? Yep. 158 million copies. Ooh, best selling game console units. of all time. Of all time. Here are some popular franchises and games that started. And please let me know if I missed any here uh, Kingdom Hearts, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Guitar Hero, Star Wars Battlefront, Max Payne, Devil May Cry, Red Dead, and Call of Duty 2.
2: Mmm. Mmm.
0: Did I miss any? Oh, I'm sure. None that, that you can I think can, of. I,
1: I mean, I, no, no. My my brain's too dead today to to go back and think <laughs> about that.
0: Yeah. Um. So Red Dead, just so people know, there was a Red Dead game on PS2. It's called Red Dead Revolver. I have tried looking up gameplay clips of this game to see it, and there's just not that much of it out there. But the Red Dead franchise did start on PS2, it but did. became popular on the PS3 and Xbox 360. What so the best-selling if- games.
1: Yeah, go go.
0: Number one, we have Grand Theft Auto: San Andreas with seventeen point thirty point three three million copies. Yeah, Number two, that was is, the one that was the one with the hot coffee. Yep, which is why it sold so much more than the yep. other versions of Grand Theft Auto. There are more on the top ten list here. Number two is Gran Turismo Three Aspec with 14.89 million copies. Gran Turismo 4 is the third best-selling game with 11.76 million copies. At number four, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. So 17.33 million was San Andreas. Vice City is 9.61 million copies. That hot coffee sold them almost 8 million more copies more. Yep. That's funny. Number five, Final Fantasy X, 8 million copies sold. Number 6, Grand Theft Auto 3, 7.9 million copies. Uh, number 7, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, 7 million copies. Number 8, Final Fantasy 12, 6 million copies. Number 9, Tekken 5, also 6 million copies. And number 10, Kingdom Hearts with 4.78 million copies. Sometimes I forget how old Kingdom Hearts is and how long people have been waiting for that sequel. I was just thinking it's... One of the bigger fantasy franchises, or RPG franchises, one of the newer uh, in that genre, actually, I'd say, there haven't been really that many new RPG franchises since Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Bravely Default?
1: Octopath Traveler?
0: That's not a franchise Uh,
1: yet, Yeah, but you you know it's gonna be.
0: Of course it's gonna
1: be. One of the reasons why this console... Sold so astronomically. Obviously, price drops, redesigns, and it's yeah. cheap as fuck towards the end of its life. And they still manufactured and sold it for a long-ass time. But it was, at the time, one of the first, the cheapest, and the best DVD players that you mm-hmm. could get as a consumer. People were oh, like, yeah. When people were like, oh, I'm in the market for this new thing called DVDs with excellent video and audio quality how are you going to play it well there's not really much around that i can't play it on except for dvd player playstation 2 so a lot of people did have them strictly just as a thing to play dvds Mm -hmm. so it penetrated that casual market (laughs) so much more than anything else because of that
0: i always wanted a playstation 2 always wanted one I remember for Christmas, I was begging my dad to get PlayStation 2 because I really wanted to play Final Fantasy X. I thought the trailers for that game looked so cool and epic. I thought Star Wars Battlefront looked really, really awesome. I want to play all these games, and I got a GameCube instead. And initially was very upset, but it turned out for the better for me. But, man, there were some really enticing games on PS2 that I luckily got to play well after the fact, but not on the PS2 itself. Yeah. So, actually, I played Grand Theft Auto 3, which I thought was actually a good, a good game. played that on on um, mobile, actually, surprisingly. I think it also came to PSP as well, didn't it? I don't remember. Maybe I'll play it on there as well. There were a few of the GTA games on PSP. I just remember the library of games on PS2 being awesome. There you were know, some... that's
1: what everyone says, and there are some heavy hitters on there, but I don't feel like... I mean, comparing it to, I mean, even what we already have on PS4,
0: everything else has some pretty strong lineups. But I think the difference is, and we'll get to this with PS4, is that, yeah, the, I think that you're right. The lineup on PS4 is stronger than that of PS2, but PS2 started a lot of new franchises that are still they around did, yeah. today. I mean, or, and if it was not around today, it lingered on into the next generation. I mean, Guitar Hero was unbelievably huge. Star Wars yeah. Battlefront, something that people wanted back for today. A new Slab Cooper game came out on PS3. God of War, still around today. Kingdom Hearts, still around today. Red Dead, still around today. Devil May Cry, it's coming back again. Like, all these things from the PS2 era are still around. Yeah. Final Fantasy, still around.
1: Yeah. As that was deal. the one uh, one PlayStation console that I did not own. I never oh, owned really? You didn't own one? No, that was the, the generation where I saw a commercial for Halo, and we got an Xbox that Christmas. Because oh, you were being a snotty brat who wanted to get Halo, right? That's exactly what it was. Also, <laughs> on the Xbox, I got the LCD screen that flipped up on top. There was no battery, though, so I didn't get to poop with the Xbox on the toilet.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Chad. Yeah, that's that all right. That heartbreaking. So I actually thought you were going to have a lot more to say about PS2, but I guess not. No, I did play
1: a good amount of PS2 games on my launch PlayStation 3. Actually, it wasn't a launch PlayStation 3. It was the Metal Gear Solid 4 PlayStation 3 because that was the last one that had backward compatibility. And Mm -hmm. I remember looking at my mom and saying, Mom, they just announced a new Slim PlayStation and it doesn't have backwards compatibility. I need to get one now, so it does.
0: And we did. My mom said, Sounds like we need to go to the store right now. (laughs) See, my mom would have never bought that. She would have been like... Well, guess you're just gonna have to never play those PlayStation games again. <laughs> That's what she would have told me. She was. I got like a game of a, a semester of school. That's how often I played games as a kid. Yeah. Well, Not I mean, a, yeah. this you're was also. Lucky. This was also the my
1: uh, as I was going to college, so like I had a job at
0: the at the time as well. Yeah. Um. I will say that my predictions are going to be wrong for you because I thought yeah. you liked PS2 more. So I am a buffoon and an oaf and a loser. Let's move tell on to me PS3. about the third one. Yeah, PS3. <laughs> um, so it sold 80 million units. Its popular games and franchises include, and please fill in extras if you can think of any more: Uncharted, Infamous, Heavy Rain, Journey, Last of Us, Little Big Planet, Rock Band, Demon Slash Dark Souls, Assassin's Creed, Dead Space. Yeah, that sounds good. Can you think of anything anything else?
1: Uh, Off the top of my head, Resistance maybe, but that died.
0: Oh, Resistance. No, that's a good one. I don't know why I'm writing it down. We just said it. (laughs) Resistance. We Um, made it. Best-selling games, number one, Grand Theft Auto V with 21.3 million copies. Mm. Number two, Gran Turismo V with 11.94 million copies. Mm. Number three is The Last of Us. Actually, this surprised me. With ten million copies. I thought it'd be lower than that. Because it came out the last year. Yeah. Of PS3. That's a lot Got of God of War Two
1: year. came out on PlayStation Two after PlayStation Three had already launched. This is why Isn't it did not sell crazy? that well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Uncharted Three, Drake's Deception, six point six million copies. Number five, Uncharted Two, Among Thieves, six point five million copies. Number six is Middle Gear Solid Four Guns of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. 6 million copies, which was supposed to be the last game. Didn't happen. Number 7, Batman Arkham City with 5.49 million copies. Number 8 was Gran Turismo 5 again, the prologue version of it. (laughs) 5.35 million copies. God of War 3 is number 9 with 5.2 million copies. And then last but not least, surprise, Gran Turismo is on here again. Gran Turismo 6, 5.06 million copies. All right. You had a PS3.
1: I did, yes. I had the Metal Gear Solid for Guns of the Patriots PS three. Uh it was the fat sixty gigabyte version. Had the sixty gigabyte 60 hard drive. Gig? Yep.
0: Sixty entire gigabytes? Yep.
1: Well they launched with two they had the twenty actually I think at first they had the twenty and the forty or no, the twenty and the sixty, and then they later launched a forty version.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they had a forty eventually, twenty sixty at first. Yep. And
1: I I got that one, it was backwards compatible. The GPU started to go and it would like freeze when you played Borderlands. Or during Assassin's Creed, it would, like, start to, like, have screen tears and little spikes flying out of your character. But in every other game, it was fine. Mm -hmm. So I uh, sold it to somebody on eBay (laughs) and got a new Slim. Mm -hmm. But I told them, hey, by the way, during these two games, it does weird things, but everything else is fine. So they knew what they were getting. Anyway, great console. I think it really defined a lot of, like, things of what modern gaming consoles are today absolutely yeah with with i mean for the playstation console or playstation ecosystem at least with the psn with and a lot of uh, stuff
0: trickled throughout the the history of the console right it was Um, not all at once but yeah absolutely trophies mm -hmm. online buying games digitally online
1: buying games digitally yeah the concept of of like small titles there used to be like we'll talk about this later, downloadable games, like the, the mm-hmm. PlayStation Minis, little bite-sized, basically the version of apps before the App Store existed. I guess they came out around the same time the App
0: Store came out. Anyway. That was a little bit after. I think that was them trying to compete.
1: Yeah, but it was, it was a, a great console. I think it started a lot of things, and we'll see here with the PS4 that PS4 just kind of made it such a more polished, streamlined experience. Yeah, absolutely. Did not play this one on the tour. Actually, you know what? That's a lie. I had a uh, PlayStation – I had a PSP and a PSP Go that you could uh, remote play, and I did remote play some PS1 classics on the toilet.
0: I didn't have a PlayStation 3 either. I had a roommate once who had one, but I didn't play it that much. So everything I've played from the PlayStation 3 – has been a remake or a remaster on the PlayStation 4. Uh Oh, Oh, PS2, Shadow of the Colossus and Nico. Forgot about those two. Mm. So I don't have too much experience with this, but, I mean, I played the Uncharted games, but I wasn't a big fan of the PS3 versions of them because I played them when the fourth game launched, so they kind of felt a little bit older at that point. But Last of Us still holds up super well. The game is still great. I have such good memories of playing Rock Band. I liked Rock Band a oh, lot more than Guitar Hero.
1: That was – it also came out at the perfect – well, at least for me. like it, Rock Band really hit whenever I was, like, freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And that was the perfect time to to have that game around. Yeah, it great was. console. So, obviously, I th- with your inexperience, that's going to be making this the definitive listing of the ranking of the PlayStation consoles from anyone ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we're right. doing PS4 as well. Thus yes, far.
1: Yes, 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 yes. PS4, go on.
0: But only thus far. Go I have on, remembering go PS4. On. Thus far. Total hardware sales are 81.2 million units, which means that PlayStation 3 is the worst selling PlayStation officially. Yeah. At eighty at a measly 80 million units. <laughs> and I need you to fill in gaps for me here, because here are the popular franchises and games that I could come up with off the top of my head in the hour before we recorded cuz that's what we decided to change this topic to every PlayStation console <laughs> <laughs> was so here we go we have bloodborne horizon zero dawn destiny i can't think of any more than that you know
1: this this i talked about the console itself being like a streamline like streamlining and polishing all of these different like services and mm-hmm. interface and I think that it's done that for franchises too.
0: Yeah, it's like all the same franchises.
1: They're yeah, they're all sequels, or they are all like new, um, new takes on older things. Mm-hmm. And that's why we got like when it first launched. I think it was like the year of the fives. Like everything five was coming out at once. Mm-hmm. And then now we're just into like everything having just a subtitle. Yeah. So I think it, it everything about this console is just polish. Mm-hmm. okay i came up with two
0: the division and um no i'm actually I'm not gonna count Watch Dogs. that's not really a big franchise yeah so we're adding the division but yeah like there's not that much new stuff it's like thinking about it the new ips for sony like their first party ips i mean spider-man kind of I'd say it's a new IP because it's not based off of a movie, and all the other games are based off of movies. Right. Well, so I, I, before I, Spider-Man, there were some other ones, but... For the most part, this is a, this is a new thing starting. Um, new developer to handle the franchise. It's coming from... this. I believe it, it's the same people who control the Marvel movies are helping with this too,
1: Right. Uh no, it is Marvel Games like its own division under Marvel, but uh, it doesn't have anything to do with Marvel Studios. But okay, they no are they are saying this is free
0: reign. You take this; it doesn't okay. have to be tied to the MCU at all. Go. Okay. Um. And the other game that's like a new franchise or is a new game is Ghost of Tsushima and yeah. Death and Death Stranding. But other than that, yeah, it's been pretty much. And I don't mind that. I'm not really like complaining about that because I think we have gotten some really really good games this generation but it was kind of funny to go back and look back at all those other generations of games and there's are just huge lists of new stuff and of course playstation one was going to have that because that's a totally new start but ps2 and ps3 brought brought a lot of new yeah. games and franchises so, do we have a list of
1: top 10 for ps4 so far
0: We do, yeah. So number one is Uncharted at Thief's End, eight point seven million copies. Number two is Monster Hunter World with eight point three million copies. I think that'll definitely be the best selling PS4 game pretty shortly. Number three is Horizon Zero Dawn with seven point six million copies. Yeah holding it. Number four, God of War with five million copies. Yeah. Number five is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt with 4.8 million copies. Number six, Gran Turismo Sport, 3.3 million copies. Number seven is FIFA 17 with 3.1 million copies. Number eight is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy with 2.5 million copies. Number nine, Final Fantasy 15 with 2.5 million copies. And number 10 is FIFA 18 with 2.4 million copies.
1: All right. That's respectable. It is. PS4, this is the first console I got at launch. This is the first console I've ever owned on launch day. that's cool. No! Wait. It's a lie. I got it launch week.
0: I wasn't able to get one on launch day, but it was launch week. I'd still count that. Um, I'm sure it was not from lack of trying. You're right. Oh, your muffins are ready.
1: Uh, No, that's my uh, alarm to check in my flight, which I'll do here while we're talking, and no one will ever notice.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Chad's gone on vacation, which we'll talk about at the end of this yeah! episode.
1: Um, but yeah, I love my place. I've I now have two PlayStation. Well, I'm on my second one because of the Pro. this kind of introduced the concept of that interstitial one. They've always had redesigns and bigger hard drives, but this is like the first time we had a more powerful version of that console. Really, got mm-hmm. okay, VR was introduced this generation. So much room for activities.
0: Yeah, I think I'm ready to to rank. Yeah, let's rank I think it. That'll yeah, I think that'll kind of help with. I think we both his. agree PlayStation One sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I had PlayStation uh, One as my number four. Yep, yeah, me too. And not sucks, but obviously like it's the, yeah, it's the it's the weakest of, of yeah. them all. So that was my prediction for you. So that's one prediction right. Number three for me is PS3. Whoa, me too. Whoa, we're, that's um, so I crazy. Met, so my prediction so far has been correct. Look at that. Look at that. I think the number two console for
1: PlayStation is PS2. Oh my god. Holden, we have an exact 100% agreement on the definitive ranking of the PlayStation console so far.
0: Interesting. Wow. I, I did not expect that. I, I guessed that you would have put PS2 first, then PS4. But then when you said that you didn't have a PS2, then I realized I was wrong. Yeah, you're a stupid bitch. Yeah.
1: But so I think, there I think it is. That, PS4, you... PS2, PS3, PS1. That is the definitive ranking of the PlayStation consoles, not including portables, because one day we will do all portables together as our own category.
0: Yes. I think you nailed it though, with in terms of the reasoning for PS4 is that it's just it's streamlined everything. It's kind of the culmination of everything PlayStation's been working on up until now. So though we don't have as many new franchises coming in, it's still super strong, solid games. I can still go back and play so many of those old games if I wanted to because they've been remade or remastered to be on PS4. It's just the best place to play PlayStation games. The best place to play, and that's why you can't play play. (laughs) crossplay. The best.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, Hold on. Does that wrap up that segment? That wraps up that segment. Yeah, we're going to go over. That then brings us out of our main quest and into. Our end game. The end game is the part where we connect with our community. We read our subscriber interrogatives, of which we have two.
0: Two, yep. We, Technically one from last week that we didn't have time to cover.
1: Uh, True story. By the way, I am Group A, number 42, in boarding position on Southwest Airlines
0: tomorrow night. Group A, nice, good job.
1: I know, that's why I set an alarm to check in immediately as I could. Uh, anyway, so uh, we also talk about our participation award, our participation award the trophy. Goddamn shit. It's been a day, you guys. It uh, <laughs> looks like this is going to be another long podcast. And we play some more Game on Game show. Let's start with, let's just put these quick things out of the way. The poll. You guys, Metal Gear, speaking of PlayStation, Metal Gear Solid's 20th anniversary was two days ago. In celebration of it, we put out a poll. It said, who is the best Metal Gear Solid villain? The Do you boss. Know what was two days ago,
0: Chad. Or like you. Oh, was is two more? Two days ago, what also happened? What? The best poll we've ever done. I think this is our best poll. This is oh, best thank team. you, thank you so much. I just wanted to share that oh, this is the best one.
1: I made this poll while I was talking with a friend on the bus, kind of ha- like half-assedly. So oh, it's nice to know that, to that even my worst, so like smart. most distracted shit, can be gold. So, <laughs> who's the best Metal Gear Solid villain? Is it the boss? Skullface, Psychomantis, or Konami, and Konami won with almost half the vote at forty (laughs) nine percent. Konami is now
0: the best, or the I guess the biggest maddest villain. With the with the math on Twitter's end, there were sixteen votes. My vote weighs more because I'm better. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, because forty nine percent is impossible to get with sixteen votes. No, it's definitely weighted.
1: Uh, Psychomantis and the boss were tied at nineteen percent, and Skullface from Metal Gear Solid Five thirteen percent.
0: Clever, that was clever. At Konami, that's, who, that's who I would have voted for, but I don't go on Twitter as much anymore.
1: Holden, we are going to uh, mention the participation award. Participation trophy can be run won by entering into our drawing at the end of each month. You can enter in three times each week. One is by referring a friend to us. Let it, them Have them let us know that, hey, so-and-so referred me. Boom. You both get a point. Then you can review us on the podcast of your choice. Boom. You get a point. Send us a screenshot of your review. That way we know you did it because we can't fucking tell otherwise. Or you could participate with us online by tweeting us, giving us an interrogative, sending us fan art, telling us all the consoles you've played on the toilet, however you want to participate. Uh, and then we still have, if you tell us how you heard about our podcast, you also get two extra entries. Boom. Then we draw that at the end of the month. You get $20 towards the gaming service of your choice. Last month's winner, shout out again to Fezd IRL. I assume that means in real life, but it could mean Islamic Ramadan lima bean. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> From that participation award, we get Tunic a.k.a. at Drawbean on Twitter, has actually given us two subscriber interrogatives, one from last week that we had to postpone until this week, and then another one from this week, and we're going to answer them both in that order. Are you ready? At Respawn on- I can't even say our name. It's been a day. At Respawn Aim Fire, little question. What do you think of the recent surge of indie games, and what could it mean for the future of indie games? Thanks. Holden, thoughts,
0: go. I'd say in terms of... What do I think of the recent surge? I mean, it's good in the sense that you have more unique games coming out that are 100% agree with that you that are just innovating in different ways and are trying unique things. Not necessarily innovating, just trying different things, or just in case so like, like when that. the stakes are that small. Exactly, and like in the case of like Hollow Knight, it's like these people wanted to make their interpretation of a Metroidvania, and I really love that interpretation of the Metroidvania, and it's, I don't think that could have been made through assembly line huge teams making a game like there's a passion behind a few people making a game that i that i like yeah um at the same point though the marketing can get very overcrowded when you have so many people with passion projects putting their games out there and a lot of those games might be passionate but not very great um so that's a concern i think that in terms of the future of indie games and how i think that it can be better is it's up to companies like Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, Valve, even companies like Bethesda and Blizzard who have their own stores to properly curate and kind of find that balance of showing off a unique indie games without showing off too many of them to saturate the market. Yeah. I think it's about finding that think, balance. One of my and favorite I think, things is that if you... Go on. No, I was just going to add, Like, I think that part of that, though... That could be concerning. Is Sony originally passed on Demon Souls because they thought it was a bad game that no one would ever play, right? And look at what that turned into. I mean, that spawned a new genre. So it's also a dangerous thing to say that we have to have these companies curating. Not dangerous, but it, it could mean that we don't see games that do turn into big things because we're wait, we're waiting their opinions for everything. Yeah. In that in that case, so. Yes, they need to do a good job. They have to be careful, and they have to try to be as – it's its tough. They have to kind of put themselves into it and then not put themselves into it at the same time too much. I don't know. It's its a tough balance, but we just need them to do a good job of curating.
1: I think my favorite things about it are, one, it gives us a lot – you're right. A lot of things that are experimental or new or taking risks that you can't see in a big-budget AAA game that has investors that are riding on their success. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I think it's really cool that if you look at, like, the top ten, I mean, subjectively best games
0: on Switch, so many of them are indie games, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, My favorite game, my two favorite games of the year so far is Celeste and Hollow Knight, which so are both good, indie man. games.
1: And then, as far as the future of indie games, what I really freaking love is that they're starting to become, an, like, an indie universe, like an indie-verse. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many crossovers. You have Shovel Knight appearing in Ukulele. You have in Celeste, there's a secret room that you can get to that has Super Meat Boy in it and some other characters. There's that indie brawler called Brawlout that came out that has, it's a fighting game, and it has the guy from Guacamelee, and it has the Hyper Light Drifter person, and it has somebody else in it. Like, I love that they're building their own little, like, game cinematic universe. You are swallowing that water so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So I think that's really cool, and I hope we see more things like that, like all of them kind of uh, – like Travis Strikes Again, the Suda51 game coming out on Switch. Oh, That one, you wear the t-shirts from other indie games, which is pretty cool.
0: I totally forgot to include a story around that game this week. Can I just mention it really quickly because yeah. it's amazing? Um, the developer uh, – or Suda51 basically said that he delayed uh, Travis uh, Strikes Again, No more Heroes 3 – to January, from December, because he was really really didn't want to take away from sales from Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I, that oh, was that was awesome.
1: 100% was really... aligned to get him some PR for that game.
0: Oh, absolutely. That was hysterical. That was so funny. So, Continue. yeah. Excited. Great. Question
1: number two. Subscriber interrogative number two from Tunic at Drawbean says... At Respawning Fire, what are some game franchises that, in your opinion, are given way too much credit or recognitions than they should? Basically, overrated, if you want to call it that. Uh, Hot Take.
0: This is a very subjective one.
1: Hot Take.
0: Breath of the Wild sucks, according to Chad. I mean, no, whatever. But Hot Take, (laughs) almost
1: all 3D, like, character platformers. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, um... Uh, Croc. fucking Sly Cooper. Croc. No one considers Croc great. But Croc. those games kind of suck a lot.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: I've, I've played all of those. <laughs> and they all <laughs> kind of suck a lot. Even even Banjo-Kazooie is fun. And that's like a great one. But it's not like stupendous. Oh my god, Banjo-Kazooie is the best thing since sliced underwear. It's It's great, but I do think Banjo-Kazooie has even overrated as well. But definitely Spyro, Crash, and Sly Cooper. Just
0: boring. Not great. Yeah, I've only played a little bit of those games, and I've just never gotten into them. Especially the ones in the PlayStation 1. They just don't work very well. Because, yeah. especially ones pre-Dualshock, when you didn't have analog sticks, and yeah. you just had the D-pad. That was really rough. You enjoyed Ratchet and Clank, though, though the remaster, right? I do, but that's also mostly a shooting game. Yeah. it's uh, You don't do a lot of platforming in that game. There's some, but not, it's not the main That is not one that main I not played yet. It's really good. I liked it a lot. What about you? What are some overrated games? I, I mean, when I'm saying overrated, I'm not going as far as to say that they suck. They're just kind of games that I don't get it personally, but I understand that people do like these games. So for mine, uh, one of them is Horizon Zero Dawn, where I just <laughs> don't get it. I just don't get what people see in that game. I feel so constricted when I was playing that game into using the bow that it frustrated me. Like there's so many points that I just wanted to do melee combat and that game is really terrible at melee combat. It's the same exact animation for melee combat. But I always found that I had I was did more damage with my melee abilities than I did with my bow. And I also hated shooting with the bow because I didn't like how it aimed in the game. So I just, just really got frustrated with that game. So I think from a, story, like from a gameplay perspective, I just don't see what's special about it. I think the story and the game world are unique, but I just don't see what's special about it from a gameplay perspective, from my opinion from what I played. I'm sure someone, including Chad here, will argue with me on that. But it feels like I think of, when I think of that game as I think of when the Model T cars were being sold by Ford, and you can get any color you wanted to as long as it was black. And I feel that way about Horizon Zero Dawn. You can play that game any way you want to as long as it's the bow. And I don't like that. I feel constricted. I think you're the only
1: person who feels I... constricted to the bow. I mean, there are so many weapons in that game. But I didn't get very far in that game. And early on... Well, that's your problem. I... Yeah, you start with one weapon. Yeah, so and you I didn't like the weapon. weapon they didn't like that weapon we'll
0: get a new weapon (laughs) uh the i have three games well three franchises slash games um the next one is halo lately back in the xbox one xbox 360 halo was the shit but i just don't see it as as relevant anymore i wouldn't say that's overrated at all
1: i think that I'd, um, i'd say that everyone is right along with you with four and five
0: No, but they still are selling pretty well. 4 sold 10 million copies. That sold really well. But the drop-off now is, is big. So Halo 5 is now at 4.86 million copies. There are still people who are really dedicated to those games still. Though. Oh, yeah. But I just it's just, to me, it's, it's always felt a little overrated. And now it's kind of reaching that point where I think more people are realizing it. But... Because I had, let's see, I always heard Halo was really good. I got a three hundred and sixty. That was my first Xbox. So I got Halo three. It was one of the first games I got for it. And like, I liked the single player campaign, but I kind of thought, like, why do people like this so much? I never really understood it.
1: So I much do the multiplayer. So much about Halo though is couch co op, mm-hmm. playing through the campaign together on couch co op, doing legendary and fucking dying all the time, or yeah. the multiplayer. That's really what people are about.
0: Like, yeah.
1: Single-player Halo is okay, but it's really about the couch co and playing it with a friend.
0: Yeah. Um, and this one I know is going to be um, – it's going to make someone that listens to our show laugh. Overrated franchise, uh, Super Smash Bros. Mm. Mm. I I enjoy Smash Bros. I don't get fanatical about it, but I just have always found it a little funny that people get unbelievably hyped for Smash Bros the hype cycle around a new launch is always massive, of, like, which characters are going to be in it, what stages are they going to be, what's the game going to be like, and the game's always still Smash Bros. Yep. It doesn't change all that much. If you're a hardcore player, I'm sure you can go into the differences in speed and slight minutia differences in the characters from game to game, but for most people, they could never tell you the difference between the Wii U version and Ultimate that's coming out this year, or the Wii U version and Brawl—they all, like all those games feel exactly the same to me. All right, there's your answer.
1: Thank you for writing in, to Nick. Everyone else,
0: oh sorry, wait, did you have more I to have add one on? More th- one more thing. Um, I guess I kind of wrote in here. I guess he did mention just game franchises, but I kind of wrote in here that I don't think a game genre can be overrated. right. just wanted to mention, I don't think a genre can be overrated. Well, we're going to wrap up today with our last game on Game Show called...
1: This is a returning segment from last week. BuzzFeed presents Which Bullshit NPC Are You? Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. (laughs) Again, we do not have any sponsorship or affiliation with BuzzFeed or the movie Precious. This is a game show where, in a Cosmos-style quiz, we ask questions about video games. You answer it based on what you would do in that situation... And from that, you are assigned points, and that gets you a bullshit NPC. So let's dive in. Holden, we've got four questions this week. There are only two answer choices because there are only two of us. Um, And I'm going to have you, as the person who did not write this, go ahead and make the answers. Uh, Go ahead and guess, and I'll take the the following answer. Are you ready? Yeah. Question one. You see a marker on the map. What do you do? First option, go to it. You're reliable, and you have your eye on the prize. Or do you ignore it? The princess can be tortured a while longer. You need to explore every inch of this hot, wet cave. I go to the marker. You go to the marker. All right. I ignore it. Question number two. You have $20,000. What do you spend it on? Dad axe! You spend all $20,000 on a badass axe, and that's it. Or do you spend $5,000 each on three moderate armor pieces and a sensible weapon?
0: Oh, I'm definitely the latter. I definitely get the few of everything.
1: All right, and I'm definitely Dad Axe. You see a treasure chest on a ledge out of reach. What is your reaction? You will physically throw up unless you figure out how to get it. (laughs) Or you'll move on and come back later with a strategy guide.
0: There's nothing in between? That's it. I guess I would lean more towards trying to get it until I throw up. All right. And but sometimes they give I give will... up.
1: Nope, I'm in the middle there. And then finally, our last question is, you've reached the point of no return. Is there anything you'd like to finish before fighting the final boss? Option one, you're close to learning a pretty badass spell with your mage, so let's grind a few hours and come back. Option two, Leroy Jenkins!
0: Well, I've already mentioned this is the Hollow Knight, but I'm going to do as much in the world before I fight the final boss. All right,
1: I'm running right the fuck in. So, based on your answers, you have a total of four points. I have a total of eight points. <laughs> so, that gives you you You're are twice Fisherman. As good as <laughs> your NPC that you are most like is Fisherman Gordon.
2: Oh, there sure must be important. some
1: contaminant in the water in this seaside town that has made you all batshit stupid. <laughs> how the hell do you think you're gonna? How the hell do you think you're gonna win any battle with a lineup of only Goldens and Poliwags? Some twat comes to town with one Pikachu and can ruin the whole population without using a single potion. Diversify your portfolio, you stupid ass, or else you'll only win against other idiots who only choose Fire Pokemon. Maybe you should get married and have idiot
0: fucking kids together. That's like a really mean insult, is to tell someone that you're a stupid Pokemon NPC who only gets one type of Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) That's your bullshit NPC this week. That's an insulting NPC to be. Mine is
1: Fuckface. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really Fuckface? Yep. You're the only NPC in town that won't talk, so we're going to have to just call you fuckface. (laughs) Why is it that I can pickpocket any other townsperson or learn what bullshit festival they're excited for, but you've got nothing to say? Are you
0: too good for me? You think I'm a piece of shit? Oh, yeah, well, you're a piece of shit, you fuckface. Well, that's because Chad is international man of mystery. No one knows anything about him. I'm Fuckface, a.k.a.
1: Leroy Jenkins! (laughs) Alright, that has been BuzzFeed Presents Which Bullshit NPC Are You? Based on the novel Push by Sapphire. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to another long episode. Woo, last two, man. Take it out of ya. Again, we are playing Diddy Kong's Quest. Diddy's Kong Quest, Donkey Kong Country 2, as our barf backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends for the month. Play that. Woo If you've ever played it, or if you are playing it, tell us your experience with it, so that we can discuss it at the end of the month. We are taking a week off. A rare week off. I will be on vacation, Holden's starting school, and I want to tell you all about that sweet, sexy Spider-Man. So we won't be there next week, but we will be back, hopefully on a regular old Tuesday, on September 18th. Until next time, please, don't die.
0: I'll try my best, Jed, but I can't make any guarantees. Not you. you. You can die. That's okay. Oh, okay. Bye, guys. Yeah, all right. Bye, everybody.